Hey there. Thanks for taking the time. I'm Stacey Nonamaker, and this is a Supporters Toolbox. Today, I want to talk about words that we throw around all the time in our field. I want to talk about quality of life. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. When it comes to supporting people, I think we need to understand the concept better and figure out how to put these words into action and not just use them as a catchphrase in the work we do. The World Health Organization defines quality of life as individuals' perception of their position in life, in the context of the culture and value systems in which they live, and in relation to their goals, expectations, and standards. Whenever we talk about quality of life in our field, I have always felt that this is such a subjective thing, as that definition kind of captures, and that it really depends on our values and is also affected to a degree by our physical and emotional health, our level of independence, our social relationships, and personal beliefs at any given point in time. Funny, humans have been talking about quality of life since the early 20th century, and the concept is grounded in ancient Greece, where they talked about having a good life, being satisfied, being happy, and self-actualizing. So to me, although we talk a lot about quality of life when we talk about supporting others, I think it's important to note that this is a natural human experience, not a disability experience. When we do talk about quality of life and supporting people, we usually talk about ensuring that there are goals driven by how someone defines their quality of life. But how are we discerning or understanding how that person defines their quality of life? You see, my most perfect escape or good day will be getting lost in the woods somewhere, camping outside, and just enjoying the quiet of nature, while someone else's idea of a good life or day would be to shop till they dropped. Ugh. I mean, that's their choice and how they define quality of life, but definitely not my cup of tea. So my question is, how do you know what makes the person you support satisfied and feel in control of their life? Sure, we can do things like preference assessments where you offer options to help you and the person understand what makes a good day or life. But what about those that may struggle to communicate internal states or feelings? Well, we could understand and confirm a person's thoughts around their quality of life with direct observation of their behavior. But what we must be able to identify and define first are those behaviors that indicate quality or life or happiness. What does that look like? This is where it is so important to get to know, to really know the person you support. How many of you has someone in your life where you know how they are feeling by a look, the way they talk, the way they act? I have always been able to tell when my son is anxious or nervous about something. He gets really quiet, answers me in one or two words, and this is a kid who knows how to talk a lot. And if I go to feel the palms of his hands, they're always sweaty. So I'm sure you have this sort of familiarity with someone in your life, right? But can you say the same for the person you support? 
Can you tell if what they are doing is something they prefer or want to be doing or not? If you can't, take the time to learn this about them. Really pay attention when they are doing something they love or something they'd rather not be doing at the time. If you learn these things or behaviors about them, you are set up to help them figure out what makes a good life according to them. Thankfully, researchers have not discounted people who struggle to communicate their quality of life, and they've spent time thinking about ways to measure the frequency of happiness behaviors, like smiling and positive vocalizations. And when we know what these happiness behaviors are, and we know what the things are that make the person happy, generally, we will be able to truly say that how we support someone to work towards those goals in their life is grounded in how they, the person, defines quality of life. Not you, not other supporters. I mean, I would frankly be ticked off at you if you tried to take me clothing shopping on my day off just because you didn't do your due diligence in helping me figure out that taking a nice long hike would have been much more preferred. I want to offer a couple more ways to think about how you can be a supporter who focuses on quality of life in a day-to-day way of thinking. One, prioritize more consciously. We all have limited time and energy available to us. Therefore, it is so critical to be mindful about what and who we spend it on by identifying activities that are most important to the person and trying to make time for those activities during their day or week. Let go of activities that are not meaningful or don't bring the person happiness. Think about that daily schedule. Are there more activities in there that the person has to do than those that they want to do? If so, change that. Two, develop the skill of learning and practicing instead of always focusing on mastering. I've said it before. We can get a sense of satisfaction from completing even relatively small things or one step towards a big task. And having access to places we want to be is also so important to quality of life. For some, that means that we may need to work on the skills needed to access those places. Skills like social interactions, communication, flexibility of thoughts, and general, as I call them, fitting in skills. Because if the person doesn't have these requisite skills, it may preclude them or keep them from accessing that place and social engagement they really desire. Three, it's important to remember that everyone goes at their own pace and doing too much can be a contributor to mental, emotional, and physical fatigue. Spacing out activities during the course of a day or a week and not pushing others beyond their limits or using your energy strategically and mindfully is important to making the most of one's day. You can do this by doing things like alternating activities with periods of rest to give yourself the opportunity to recharge. Just don't overschedule people and put pressure on them to get things done. 
So let's be thinking about how we can put these words we throw around into action. We all consciously and subconsciously work on our quality of life day in and day out. Sometimes doing it better, some days more than others. But the point is, let's work to find ways to increase those happiness behaviors and overall quality of life for the person you support in real, tangible ways. Again, thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy. Hoping you took one thing away that can make today a better day for the person you support. Bye now.